And on the Michael Medved Show, it is a great honor to welcome back to the show Michael Oren, who is a personal friend and has been a great friend of this show. He is the author of the new bestseller, 2048, The Rejuvenated State, about the next uh, 75 years, uh, actually the next century of uh, is Israeli history. Uh, the completion of the first century of Israeli history, <laughs> should to get that clear. But uh, the book is a fascinating perspective. It's written partially in Arabic, in English, and uh, in Hebrew. But uh, obviously the English version is probably most relevant for people. He's also the author of the major bestseller, Six Days of War, a book about uh, the June 1967 war. And most importantly, he is formerly Israel's ambassador to the United States of America. Um, With the war accelerating and intensifying in the Middle East and everyone expecting a land uh, incursion into Gaza almost at any moment, uh, what is the chief aim of this war? How will the world and Israeli leadership know that that war aim has been attained? All excellent questions. Great to be with you, Michael, even given the circumstances. Um, the the government has been you know, rather opaque about the war aims. Um, I think I can summarize them as follows. Um, to restore security to our borders, and those borders are not yet secure. There's still terrorists running around within Israel proper. Um, I was down south today, and we got caught in one of these terrorist attacks. Uh, by terrorists, were actually still within Israel. Uh, the second is to destroy Hamas, to uproot Hamas from Gaza. Thirdly, and this is not an order of importance, by the way, uh, to rescue our hostages, to secure freedom for our hostages. And I would say more broadly, though no one is saying this, is we have to restore our uh, deterrent power, uh, which probably now is negligible. And uh, deterrent power is, is absolutely crucial for Israel's security, that our enemies fear us. Um, again, you mentioned my book, The Sixth Day of War Book, about 1967. It's important to note that Israel went to war against Egypt, but Israel, when Egypt hadn't fired a shot at us. But Nasser had ousted the UN and remilitarized Sinai and closed the Straits of Tehran. The sense was, uh, among Israeli leaders back in 1967, that if, if Israel didn't react, then we'd lose our deterrent power. And so Israel struck first by destroying the Egyptian Air Force. So that's always a, a, a sort of a late motif of, of Israeli thinking. How do we keep our enemies afraid of us? Right now, they're not, and we have to restore that fear. And I'm again the the question that that plagues me and actually keeps me up at night, and I imagine some similar question keeps you up at night, is at what point do you know that you've won, that you've succeeded, that you've achieved what you needed to achieve? In other words, people talk about destroying Hamas. How do you measure that? Is it a question of apprehending and? Uh, putting on trials for uh, on trial for war crimes, the leaders of Hamas, or simply uh, eliminating the leaders of Hamas. How do you know you've you've won against uh, a psychotic, uh, evil terrorist group like this? Well, you can never win entirely any more than the United States and its allies won against ISIS. 
Um, it's really nice just to clear victory over ISIS, but ISIS is still there now, isn't it, blowing things up? Um, and I imagine if Israel, you know, completely conquered uh, the Gaza Strip um, and all Hamas activity was uh, utterly eliminated, that in time, once again, you'd have little cells growing up. And that's the question is if we, Israel does conquer the whole uh, Strip uh, again, who you know, we're going to be sit there holding, we're going to be holding the keys to Gaza. And nobody is going to be particularly eager to take those keys from us. Uh, so it's very important that right now Israel engages with intense diplomacy uh, with the United States and other allies, and even with our Arab allies, about what, what's going to be the status of state of Gaza on the morning after. Because um, Israel doesn't want to be in that situation where we're occupying. And then the whole process starts again of, of, of small-time terrorist attacks against uh, soldiers, then larger terrorist attacks. Um, and we're just going to be, you know, in a, in a cycle in that way. We have to break it. And the key way of breaking it, I mean, one of the things that happened is, I, I imagine you are a supporter of the new coalition government that was just announced today uh, by Prime Minister yeah, been, Netanyahu. Been very eager. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, that's a, a, a one one move in in uh, the right direction. But when you talk about uh, enhanced diplomacy and the future of Gaza. I mean, one of the problems here in 2005 when Israel evacuated Gaza, is it a mistake that uh, they the decision was made by Prime Minister Sharon to leave Gaza without any deal with any Palestinian authorities at all? Well, there was no deal to be had. The Palestinian Authority wasn't going to make a deal with us over, over Gaza. I think they tried back then. I wasn't in government in 2005. I was, however, a reserve officer who took part in that, and it was, it was deeply traumatic. I think that, you know, the message you, you give when you, you know, unilaterally give up territory is always problematic. And, and then we left, and we sort of turned our back on Gaza, even as uh, Hamas established itself there, even as Hamas fired rockets. Our response to the initial rocket barrages was very uh, lukewarm. Um, in retrospect, uh, some of those settlements did not have to be removed. They were either uh, along the border. Their status wasn't entirely certain, but they were in Gaza and Israel. Um, and uh, I think we're, we're paying a price now. But the biggest price we're paying is just by underestimating the sheer barbarism of these people. You can call them people. And here again, I was in government, and the, the, the conventional wisdom was that Hamas wears two hats. It wears a... a jihadist terrorist hat but also wears a sovereign hat it was the de facto government of an independent palestinian state in gaza and the feeling among israeli decision makers was that you know we should give these people a lot of qatari money we should um, let their workers come in Twenty thousand workers a day should come in and Hamas will focus increasingly on on that sovereign hat but the fact of it is it didn't did it now the hat it's wearing is it wore that on uh, saturday was very much the jihadist terrorist attack. The next uh, indication of a successful response to that uh, the terrorist side of Hamas. I think if we, you know, if we continue uh, putting the pressure on Gaza, we, uh, we on Hamas, and then we start moving our ground forces in there, and that's what the. Air Force is preparing that way. It's actually Air Force, with its bombing, is actually creating a corridor for our tanks to enter, uh, telling the, the population, the civilian population, to clear out of these neighborhoods, and giving us uh, and our forces a clear field of fire.
Uh, Michael Oren, I greatly appreciate your time, uh, and may you and your family and the whole family of the people of Israel be safe. Uh, he is the author most recently of a book about Israel's first hundred years, which are coming up 25 years from now. The book is called 2048, The Rejuvenated State. Rejuvenated how? Read the book. Uh, we will be right back on The Medved Show. 